0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the deep gripping reality my name is steve edelman and i am your host and i am really 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 excited about today's show so today i just i had a, a great opportunity to have a conversation with trevor ray and his business partner cassie um, about uh, what it's like to be business partners with your partner with your with your significant other um it, it's this i gotta tell you i know that the deep gripping reality is about going deep and gripping you, this one does it, folks. This one's going to hit you right in the feels when it comes to uh, you know, uh, uh, really finding your soulmate. It's going to go deep on different types of social media, one of which I haven't even touched on before. There's a little uh, teaser for you, but one of them I haven't even mentioned on this podcast yet, and we touch on what the best way to utilize and monetize and you know, turn leads from this specific social media that they are experimenting with. Um, and then we even got, we got into the practical side of, of, you know, who does what and that sort of thing. And it was a really, really cool, very engaging conversation. Um, one of my favorites. I mean, after Trevor was on the show uh, a few episodes ago, in an episode that you can, you can go back and look, it's it's super popular, it's actually uh, the second most popular episode that I have on the show, um, and it was called, um, Trevor Ray, um, Your Dreams Don't Work Unless You Do. And We really got deep in that one, but now that I've had this conversation, I think you're going to find a lot of value in it um, and see just how awesome it is. And and, and you know what? The the great thing about this this conversation I think you'll find is that it's not just about having your significant other as your business partner and the pros and cons and challenges and and successes that go with that and, and the benefits of it, but it also goes deep into having any business partner or being an entrepreneur in general. I know I say it a lot, but this may be the most valuable episode of the deep gripping reality um, that any entrepreneur salesperson um, social media marketer can hear uh, to date so stay tuned folks you are in for a very real treat it's about to get deep okay so my guests today are trevor and cassie from uh, trevor ray training um, which is a, a digital personal trainer Company um, that is extremely unique. Uh, Trevor was on my show a few episodes ago, um, call on an episode called "Your Dreams Don't Work Unless You Do." It's been one of the most popular episodes that I've had. And right after that, Trevor and I brainstormed a little bit of an idea to have his business partner and fiance Cassie, on the show because I, I think it's a really cool dynamic that you guys have, and I'm super excited to kind of dig into the ins and outs of you know working closely with your business partner who is also Your significant other. So um first off, when's the date? Mm -hmm.
1: We actually just set it. Um it's June nineteenth in Lake Tahoe and we're just doing a small I mean it's very us to just keep it small, casual, friends and family, and then good food after. So And and
0: and my entire audience. So that's nice. That's cool you guys to (laughs)
1: Yeah, we'll
0: definitely be live
2: streaming the the wedding. So
0: everybody better be there. <laughs> that's, you know what I, you, you know how I feel about digital marketing, man. That's not a horrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like that's a that's a pretty cool location too. That sounds awesome. I'm really excited for you guys, and uh, I think you know what's what's interesting is, um, you guys as actual partners and business partners, um, you're really setting yourselves up for success, I think in in the long term, uh, in terms of your relationship because. You know, 99 percent of the problems that people have in the world, let alone in relationships, it boils down to communication and you have to have excellent communication with your business partner. So um, tell me a little bit about how that happened and and give me a little bit of history about because I know, Cassie, you were very successful professionally on your own before you decided to join Trevor in uh, in his endeavor.
1: Yeah, you know, so communication is absolutely key. And I think that goes for everything in life, but especially with your partner, even if it's away from work. Um, I did start in the corporate world, very quickly found out that wasn't for me. But if you go back to the beginning of our relationship, we really connected on a love, a passion for health and fitness. And Trevor was able to kind of build that behind the scenes as I was working I guess you would say, per se, normal jobs, um, still remote, but um, that kind of transpired into a dream that we wanted to be able to do it together. And I will say, I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on this several times throughout, but it has been a transition. Um, We worked together at home uh, before, you know, just working on separate things. So there was always a concrete divide between work and relationship. And we would talk about work separately and talk about our relationship separately. And that is the one thing that we've really had to um, prioritize, you know, making sure that we spend time on business and spend time on the relationship separately. Because at first it was kind of all meshed together. Um, I can let Trevor touch on that too. Yeah,
2: I think, uh, you know, when when we were doing separate jobs. I think, uh, you know, it was easier to keep our work and our personal lives separate. Um, you know, one kind of what Cassie's, I think is getting to there is, you know, once, once she came and started working with me, it was very hard to keep those two things separate. Um, you know, it's where's that divide between, okay, we're working. And this is us as business partners. This is us having, you know, business talks to, okay, this is us as the the couple. This is up us as, you know, you know, we're engaged, we're getting married. Like, and I think it's, you know, advice to anyone who's listening to this that, you know, gets into business with their significant other, there's got to be time for both. Um, specifically, you know, if you're you know, very type A and business-minded like us, you need to carve out that time for, for your relationship because the business, um, you know, at least for me, probably is the easier part. That kind of comes a little more naturally. Um, but, you know, talking about feelings and talking about your relationship, you know, that um, I wouldn't say takes work, but I just, you know, we just need to be conscious to put that effort into it and
0: carve out the time for it. Sure. Sure. I mean, it can definitely for any entrepreneur, I'm sure it can be very all consuming, very time consuming. Um, and especially when you're uh, a younger business that is, is growing. Um, like you said, with your partner, I can definitely see how it, it, it's kind of important for you to know when to turn off the business side and turn on the relationship side. Um, and, I I was almost jokingly going to recommend having a set like literally set business hours that you can you know, talk about business. And after like, you know, 9 p.m. or whatever, unless a client calls where you're working on a specific business related project like you can't. Neither you can bring it up. You got to make a note, bring it up in the next day's business so that you have specific time set aside. But you kind of nailed that with the carve out time for your relationship. I think that is it's, it's important. It's really vital, too yeah that, that, so that's,
2: that's definitely something we've loosely done too, and I think it's a great idea to you know almost mandate it you know give true business hours and um uh, you know put our phones down and you know for us we we get up really early and we and then we obviously you know with that comes winding down a little early um so we'll you know like you said, unless there's a big project that one of us has to get done or um you know something that has a you know a deadline um we will try to put our phones down you know around maybe seven eight o'clock and we just you know, whether we're talking or whether we're just being together without phones, um, you know, it's I think almost mandating that is probably going to be really important for
0: our relationship. That's awesome, and I, 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 that just that's mind-boggling to me because of the nature of your business. I mean, in our last uh, conversation, you had mentioned that um, one of the perks of, of your clients coming to you is that you have that twenty-four-seven access if you should need help with you know, um, setting up a, a, an emergency regimen for uh, what exercise program you want to do, or, you know, shopping or, uh, you know, different menu options, whatever it is, like, it's a very personalized approach. So when you have that service that you're offering, um, it's almost impossible to say, you know, hard stop at this time with your significant other, um, for your significant other. Um, I mean, Cassie, do you find that that's an issue as well or no?
1: So again, like, you know, the transition, we, we have had a few obstacles and he is, you know, 100% available, as he says, 24 hours a day. And what we've kind of had to work through there is, you know, we try to put our phones down, try to flip them over when it's bedtime. Um, uh-huh. And then I just ask that, you know, because he's more of a, the face to face client interacting side of the business. And I, I just ask that he, you know, maybe tells me this is. You know what i'm doing right now you know so that he's not just distracted when i'm trying to talk to him or at least i don't think that he's just distracted um so it's it's you know the communication comes in right there again um yeah. i think you have to almost over communicate and um it seems kind of crazy to have to tell me you know that i'm texting a client right now and it's not any type of control or you know needing to know what he's doing but just so that we respect each other mutually telling each other you know this i'm answering emails right now you know um we'll have our time soon and that is we've run into some obstacles and i think it's part of what we'll just go through and grow through together um Mm -hmm. it's making us stronger and um I think eventually like you said it will set us up for success because really truly we're probably going to experience every type of obstacle especially in the beginning.
0: Well that's the best I think that's that's the really interesting part about your dynamic and how you have things going is that you are going to be, you know, master communic- communicators <laughs> when all is said and done. I I mean I I uh I married my high school sweetheart, we we started dating in 1997. And we got married in, in 2000. And we've been together since. And, um, you know, they say that the brain isn't fully done developing until age 21. So we learned how to communicate the hard way. <laughs> you know what I mean? We learned how each other's thought and and it's it's been a very, very rough journey. But, you know, now I can say that I all these years later, my wife and I's relationship is stronger than ever. Um, and we are very understanding of each other and, and what we need and, and how to answer those needs. And, and I think that, you know, Trevor was saying that one of his favorite parts about having you as his partner is that you guys can be together all the time. Yeah. So um, that kind of brings me to, I had a couple of questions here. The first one is, is what, what do you think is the best part of having your partner as your partner?
1: Okay, I guess I'm, I'm going to take this one. Really, <laughs> Trevor is my favorite human, and there is nothing that I do that I don't want him there for, and feeling like I have that soulmate, I guess, if you will, that understands how I'm feeling, and I mean, he he can look at me and know, okay, she needs a hug right now, and it's kind of, I don't even have to say it, and having that support, um, whether it's a victory or a loss I'm needing, you know, to, to be picked up. Um, I think that's huge. And we really do coexist extremely well together. I think that's important. And I'm not sure that it would work like it does if we didn't. But uh, being able to share in the victories and share in the losses because they make the victories that much better, I think would be my favorite part. Um, there isn't a single person that I would rather do it with. Um, and I really can't imagine being away from him for the 90 hours a week that I was working previously, I would miss him all the time. So, um, sharing in the amazing things and getting through the hard things together is really incredible.
0: Very, very cool. That's, that's, that's all. That's very cool. And it's, it's sincere. That's, you know, I'm really big on, on sincerity and honesty and integrity and transparency. And, and, um, you know, a lot of times your business partners are chosen because they're your friends or respected colleagues, But you know, I think you guys have a level of respect and um, goal alignment that is, dare I say, pretty rare. And that's that I think is going to help bring you guys through success after success. I was telling Trevor on the last show that I really and truly and honestly believe that um, the best is yet to come. That that you guys have such a great business model and uh, uh, motivation behind it that the sky's the limit. You're at the very beginning of a massive mountain. That's not even going to be that hard for you to climb, but when you get to the top, you're going to feel like you could keep climbing forever. And that's so cool. Um, So who I'm going to kind of do jump back and forth here. Who has what role on the business side of things?
2: I think, I think with us being so new at this together, that's definitely something we're still carving out. Um, you know, I know one one of our first speed bumps actually w- was over you know who would do what roles um because i you know one of my biggest probably flaws in being a business owner is that I'm not great at uh delegating projects to other people, you know even if it is someone mm-hmm. I trust as much as cassie um you know i I either wanna do it myself or you know i want or I like want somebody else to do it, and I don't wanna like oversight like i I'm not very good at doing projects. Uh, maybe together with someone. Um, so I think that's something I've kind of been working on. Um, but I, you know, right now um, and for the foreseeable future, I'll, I'm kind of more the the client facing. Um, you know, I, I day day in and day out, um, I work with the clients more hands on. Uh, Cassie writes a lot of our blogs. She works on a lot of our social content. Um, uh, outside of the business, she does a ton of, I shouldn't even say a ton, she does pretty much all of our domestic stuff around the house, like laundry, cooking, um, things that I absolutely hate doing that I'm so grateful that she does. Um, But she's also just kind of like the glue person in our business. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of things that, that I feel like I probably hit the nail on the head. And I think there's a lot of things that I'd swing and miss. And, you know, luckily, she's there to back me up to kind of, fill in the gaps that I'm maybe not so great at. Um, so I think that's kind of a, you know, it's something we're learning as we go, but, um, you know, it's kind of the gist of the roles.
0: Yeah. Um, would you agree, Cassie, or do you have other ideas of what the roles are? Not that I'm trying to start shit yeah, between the no, two. No, 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 of course. <laughs> um, really, Trevor? Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. no, that's
1: pretty
2: much... Um... Yeah, is the sole proprietor. I am, mm-hmm. I am the
1: employee. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> You're the face he... of the business. Yeah. He hit the nail head, you know, head on. Um, I think we're, we're kind of growing to know what we're good at and what makes the most sense as far as opportunity cost goes. And like, you know, Trevor doing laundry and cooking and cleaning and all that kind of stuff where he could be spending time with his clients on the business. It just makes more sense for me to do that kind of stuff. Um, not that I need to. And then the creativity, I guess, if you will, um, and the business development. Really, Trevor doesn't have a ton of time for that. Uh, he can carve out mm-hmm. an hour or so each day, but uh, I've been focusing on that, and I've done a lot of business development and marketing. I was going to um... say not to cut you
2: off, but I, I don't have nearly the background Cassie has in that either. But yeah. She's she's actually worked in corporate settings in you know, in marketing and in business development. Whereas, technically speaking, I've I've never actually held a real job.
1: In <laughs> the business development sales. I honestly um really dislike sales. I mm-hmm. cannot, you know, I'm the first to tell someone to save their money. I'm very frugal. Like I will not push something on someone unless I think it will benefit them, but that is the beauty of this business for us because it's something that we so truly wholeheartedly believe in and we really want to help other people and it's easy to push that when your genuine desire is to help people. So Uh, the business development has come easy in this role. And I just fortunately had done that for other businesses, um, just not, you know, not on something that I was passionate about.
0: Yeah, motivation definitely matters. And I think that playing to each other's strengths is such a great idea. um, And such a smart way to do it. And you'll kind of see how that goes. I mean, it doesn't make sense. um, At the company I work for, for example, I am and this isn't my, me like two or whatever, this is what people are telling me is I am the best content writer in the company. Meaning that when I write a blog, it performs better. It's easier to read. It's more concise. It makes sense. Um, Even though we have a whole team of people who are on our digital marketing team, I seem to fit that role best. Although technically I'm their sales guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Technically I'm the, I'm the sales guy with a sales background. With some, with you know, the last five, six years, I've been focused on the marketing side of things. And what I found is that, and this is just a personal philosophy of mine, sales and marketing are intertwined. Wow. I don't think it's possible to be successful in sales without understanding the importance of marketing, and vice versa. Because if you don't have a good marketing message, whether that's content writing, whether it's social media posting, whether it's branding strategy, if if that's not out there, then when the sales guy goes to reach out, nobody's heard of you. And they, when they go to do research, they can't find anything on you. And so there's no way to establish that trust unless you're using, you know, like proven testimonials, past clients, that sort of thing. So um, that's been my experience. And then on the flip side of that, you know, the this the sales guy or the, the marketer can't market what they don't understand. So they have to be in communication with the sales side of things um, to really understand the products and services that they're marketing. So if I, I believe in an intertwined approach and you guys are such a, a fresh small company that you can kind of do this whereas Trevor may be the front-facing sales type of guy his message and the content he's creating you are able to utilize as your marketing approach for branding and for you know continued evergreen awareness of what it is you guys do and how you do it and how satisfied your customers are does that make sense absolutely yeah i think it's very cool it's a very cool approach and i like the way that you guys are doing it um now i i i know that you handle a lot of the social media so that being said i noticed that somebody's on tiktok is that a new thing
1: that's trevor
0: (laughs) yeah i uh after you
2: so after our last uh podcast together i i you know maybe two days went by and i i didn't give it a single thought and then um lately there's been some tiktok videos that i've posted up on my twitter feed and i thought okay well i might as well just download and check it out it took me maybe 10 minutes to post four videos which i love because it's, i thought it was much easier than posting on other social networks um, um but then with like 10 followers I, like i had one video that got like th- had like over three thousand views, and i was like whoa i think uh you know i think the potential to go viral and get in front of more people uh is greater i will say i think the views are probably less valuable than other social mm-hmm. platforms but it yeah that at that rate, I mean, that's, that's kind of hard to argue. Um, plus it's, I think it's just a lot of social media is just kind of putting as much out there as you can. And, um, and I mean, make you, know, you want that content to be both consistent and real. I mean, you, you can't BS it. You certainly can't lie or anything like that, but I think it, putting out as much good content as you
0: can, is never going to hurt you. Amen. Amen. And you know, what what's interesting is that it's uh, I look at TikTok as the gateway drug. Um, if somebody finds you on TikTok, they're going to look you up on the other social and find your deeper, more valuable content anyway. Exactly. Um, I'm still discovering and figuring out how to use TikTok. I was turned on to it by my daughter, who is uh, 12. And um, I instantly realized how co- kind of cool it is. And But because I use social media more as for personal research and to understand the digital marketing arena, I'm still balancing between using it for that message and for my personal stuff that I just think is entertaining and funny and whatever. So for me, I'm not practicing what I preach in that it's not exclusively one thing. From the content that I saw that you've been posting, nails it. It says easily what your message is. It's very clear. It's very concise. It's very cool. It's got the right music. And one of the things that you may have noticed that I really, really like about TikTok is it's very easy to figure out what's trending and use that and jump on the trends very easily and quickly. Um, yeah. But you're absolutely right. The organic reach is is insane, um, and you know, again, the value. It's, I think that the value isn't quantifiable in any standard KPI. I think it's more about building brand awareness than anything else. Everything that you do with TikTok is, is building brand. More. So, but once you you know once you've got that, it's it's like you know I always talk about Gary Vaynerchuk. He says this all the time. Even if TikTok crashes and and burns tomorrow, that you take that brand awareness with you. You know, that doesn't go anywhere. So y- there is no sunk cost there. Um, and as you said, it's so non time consuming and so easy to share it across Instagram and other platforms. It just, it really does just kind of make sense to utilize um, as a, a, an overall marketing tool. Now, my personal prediction with TikTok on a business front is that if they introduce a way to do still pictures um, like Instagram, they will overtake Instagram completely.
1: I could see that, definitely. I mean, the life cycle is there for, I think, every social media platform. Um, And so you have to keep adding, you know, staying current with the trends. And this seems to be what's next. And I can see Instagram phasing out. I'm feeling it already. Um, Not that I've ever been big. But even from my little account, I can see the difference in it being primarily paid ads and i think people are going to steer away from that and they're going to look for something new so yeah. i can see tiktok being it
2: and i think there's um it's you can kind of feel a growing general distrust of facebook and you know instagram's right there and that i obviously owned by facebook so you kind of get a similar just kind of general public opinion about those two apps um you know with tiktok mm-hmm. i think uh you know i i mean if you're on there for 30 seconds you can tell their demographic is much younger than any other social platform um which is probably going to work for and against them you know i think they are probably um in a sense almost not competing with instagram you know on one hand because you know most of their a lot of i, I would bet a lot of people on there may not even have instagrams or may not utilize them like uh-huh. maybe you or i do um but on the same hand you know I, everyone was once a kid. So those are going to be the adult users someday. Um, and there's definitely plenty of value in users of any age, um, you know, or every, every demographic is a consumer. So I don't know. Yep. It'll be, it'll be interesting to watch. Um, I, it, it's, it's so new to me. And it's so, it's so exciting being on a social platform from the start again, because I'd, I mean now it's been so long. <laughs> I, I barely remember my first few days on Instagram and, you know, I'd, I was probably like 10 when I made a Facebook. So it's, it's like new and exciting and I don't know, I'm enjoying it, but I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens with it.
0: Well, and it does look like you're growing pretty quickly too. As young as your account is, you've got, you know, you've got a a pretty decent little handful of followers there, which is, you know, that's not meant to be condescending in any way. It's definitely a compliment, but it does speak to the growth. And I think that um, it's one of those things where you, you definitely want to kind of watch the trends and figure out what's going on and where you can, you know, where you can capitalize on it, I think a really telling sign is—I don't know if you've noticed this yet. If not, you will. Howie Mandel, uh, I call him the king of TikTok because he jumps on whatever trend it is, makes a very funny version of that video, um, and then you see like Will Smith does it. A lot of the, a lot of stars are getting on TikTok and making TikTok accounts, and it's kind of interesting seeing—you know—if even if the demographic is younger right now, the fact that. You know, all of these other brands and celebrities are trying to organically reach out and more purely reach out to their audience and, and leave a positive impact. I think that's very telling. What you will find is that there's a lot of fake messages. You'll get start getting a ton of messages that are like, oh, you have beautiful eyes. You have a great singing voice when the video has no singing in it. Or it yeah. I mean, or they'll call you the by a name that's
2: not yours. I've already been seeing that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, so weird. it's also got a, a, a one, it gives you, so when you sign up, it gives you like an automatic username and, and you have to go in and manually change it. So like my username was user number, 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 number. And a lot of people don't yeah. change it. So it makes it kind of look um like a bunch of spam Um, and, and it and yeah. very well could be a bunch of spam for all I know. But um, yeah. you know, I, I just another kind of point on that is, you know, even if you don't ever make, you know, a single direct sale or, something along those lines from it. It's just it's just one more place to connect with whether it's your audience, fans, consumers. It's just one more place to connect. Um just one more opportunity Amen. to do that one more touch point.
0: Um and there's so much value in that. Amen, brother. You are speaking, you're preach. Preach. Preach, brother. Um <laughs> So Now, let me ask you this. There's another social media that I regret to acknowledge and mention that I have not paid as close of attention to. When it first came out, I was telling the company I worked for at the time, you need to be getting on this. We need to be spending time on this. This is the hottest new thing. It's going to be big. It's going to stay big. And what I found is that this particular social media, again, I haven't been paying any attention to. I'm not even on it, but I I probably could and should be. Um, And I'm wondering if you find value in it. And that one is um, is uh, Pinterest? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I actually thought that we should be on Pinterest. Now I am a woman, and um, I don't mean anything wrong by that, but I I think it is primarily women like shopping. You know, taking pictures of ideas they like and things they like. And um, I mm-hmm. have found that there is a lot of potential there. So Trevor is on Pinterest. I'll just take his Instagram videos for the most part and put them on Pinterest. I'm still kind of trying to navigate and he helps as well, but trying to navigate how we then, you know, convert that into a sale. And kind of what I've been doing is I'll post an in- Instagram video, but link it to the website so that I'm not linking back to another social platform. I'm linking directly to a site where they could potentially buy, um, I've seen some people go pretty viral on Pinterest, and it spreads like wildfire at that point. And we've had a few people repin his his posts, um, but there's work to be done. And I, I do think it will be valuable, but again, it's brand awareness. It's another touch point. Um, if i like a brand i will look for them everywhere and that yeah. includes pinterest so
2: well i think the, the really good thing about pinterest too is you know like any other social network if you if you click a link and all of a sudden it takes you outside of the app you like quickly back out of it cuz you're like i don't want to do this but pinterest yeah. is unique in that you're you're like you're almost on pinterest to click out of the app and go to these cons, you know to these pages you know whatever it is you're clicking on you you want to go to their website it's kind of built for that Um, So that's just a really unique thing about Pinterest Um, and for businesses. It's a great way to, you know, I guess utilize social media Um, because again, I mean, if I, you know, as a consumer, so stepping away from my business, if I'm on, let's say Instagram and I, even if I purposefully click on a post or accidentally click on something and starts taking me to an outside link, I'm going to back out of it. I don't want anything to do with that. Like I'm not, I'm not on Instagram thinking like, Oh, today I'm going to open up the app and buy something. Like, it just, it just yeah. never crosses my mind, personally. Um, but then on Pinterest, you know, I know, like, I've created boards for haircuts I want. Or a lot of people do, <laughs> like, wedding inspo or fitness inspo. Um, and I you know if we were doing a wedding inspo, um, I don't know, what do you call it? A board? A, a page? page. Board, yeah. yeah. If I was doing a wedding inspo board and I saw something I liked, I would, without a doubt, click on it and try to buy it directly mm-hmm. from that link because I know I'm going to be able to find it easily. Um, so, it's just... it's. I think it's very unique compared to other social media platforms.
0: I agree. I mean, I think that one of the things that a lot of uh, content marketers um, and, you know, entrepreneurs, especially small businesses that only have a couple people on staff, have to be content marketers. They have to be content savvy. And one of the things they struggle with is something Cassie mentioned, which is the conversion side of it. And so, you know, I I think that, you know, maybe running that um, three-day fitness trial that you guys did essentially a while back that would have been a good thing for pinterest uh, perhaps something special unique offers exclusive to pinterest might be a good idea from a marketing perspective but um i think it's 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 definitely interesting yeah, i like you've given me a lot to think about as far as how it would best be utilized it almost seems like a like a referral board like this is what You know, you can visually see what other people think is cool and then, you know, align it with what you're interested in, what you're looking for. And then, you know, that it has the ability to convert you and give you that thing that you're looking for uh, if you want to go that route. And that's that's definitely an interesting thing. I didn't uh, I hadn't really thought of it that way. So I appreciate that. Um, That's so great. Okay, so let me ask you this. We're going to shift gears a little bit. What do you think, uh, what would you say you guys are, are most excited about as far as the future of the business goes?
1: I'll go. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm
2: interested. <laughs> I'm actually interested to, see what, I was looking at Cassie, I'm interested to see what she's going to say, because I know my answer, but I want to know if it's the same as hers.
1: <laughs> so we hey
2: have,
1: we've always, you know, wanted this life together and we find interest in so many similar things um i think one of the things we value most is our time and being Uh able to honestly do things like volunteer and travel and meet people and connect with people Um, that's all hard to do when you are kind of stuck in a job where someone else is controlling you um so Two birds with one stone there. We love what we do, so we're enjoying it and, you know, not really doing it under the guidance of someone else. So being able to do what we want, when we want, explore more of the world together, um, help more people together, I think is what I'm most excited about. Um, Again, it's sharing in those victories and those highs uh, because we really do gain satisfaction from so many similar things. And that's what
0: I'm most excited about. So that kind of makes my, that kind of makes my brain buzz there. Trevor, do you have more you want to add to that? No, I think uh, it's fun for me to, I guess, hear
2: hear Cassie say that because that's, um, it was one of the first things we connected on when we met. Um, And I think uh, it's, it's a feeling that I've had for a while now, you know, I, I enjoy not reporting to someone else. I enjoy you know, creating my own, I guess, work life and work schedule. And um, I've gotten to enjoy that for a while and I've I've been excited uh, for the opportunity to share that with Cassie. So it's like music to my ears hearing that she is both enjoying that and looking forward to enjoying that more.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's the, the, well, you and I keep joking about this, but that benefit of being self-employed is that you can kind of set your own hours and, and, prioritize things how you see fit as opposed to selling your time to somebody else and your skills to somebody else, right? Um, so, uh, you know, you mentioned very, very briefly there about, um, you know, don't, I, I don't know, I guess I guess, social responsibility is what I'm trying to get at, um, volunteering and that sort of thing. So, from a business perspective, I'm, I'm one of these people that's really big on social responsibility and giving back to um, society in general and that sort of thing. And I think that the mission behind Trevor Ray Fitness is very much geared toward helping people become the best version of themselves. And that in and of itself is kind of a social thing. But what would you say you guys plan to do or are doing as far as, as volunteering or donating or, or that sort of thing um, for the social responsibility aspect? Or have you guys not tackled that yet?
1: It's something we really haven't tackled yet. I think we, we really value, um, you know, quite a few of the same things. And I would say kids, we, we really like to help kids. And I think, you know, part of what we could volunteer and do is introduce health at a younger age. Um, I know I wish I had paid attention to it earlier on or
2: even been introduced to it
1: yeah um so you know if we're integrating health into how we help I think that's one way we would both really enjoy we both enjoy kids and mentoring and guiding them um so I think you know that's one idea it really right now because we are in the early phases we're just grinding out work every single day and it's one thing that again we're going to need to set time aside for because when you're an entrepreneur it doesn't end you know the work you have never ever ends but i think giving Mm -hmm. back like you said it is it's huge i mean um we're on this earth to make a difference and hopefully you know we'll be able to make that impact sometime soon
2: yeah and i think you know you, you can't wait until you're not busy because you will always be busy. There's, there's always another project. There's always another getting ahead on something. There's always catching up on something. There's, there's always something. So I think if, if it is important to you and I know it's important to us, um, you know, you'll, you'll find a time for it. You'll always find a time for things that are important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, whether, whether you're growing in business or whether you know, you've know you been in business for a long time, um, there's really no excuse to not set aside that time or the resources to, um, you know, to help others. Um, you know, I will say right now, I think a lot of that time that I am allocating to helping others, I'm kind of help, you know, putting into my clients. Um, just, mm-hmm. you know, I think cause there's with so many of my guys, it, it, we go way beyond fitness, you know, way beyond workouts and nutrition. Um, you know, cause I don't know. I just, we, we, we really care about our guys and, um, you know, it's, I, I think I said this to you before, but it's, it's you, you can be physically fit and you can have this great aesthetic look, but if you're not feeling all there mentally, or if something else is off, it, it's irrelevant. Um, you know, so we, I think we're just trying to put all our resources into our, into our clients right now. And then, um I don't know, it's a really good thing for us to talk about though. Um, you know, what projects we can maybe start or um, help someone else
0: with to help others. Very cool. So I, uh <clears throat> believe it or not, I think that I may have an answer for how you can do it without changing much of what you're already doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pardon me. So one of the things you guys remember, well, maybe you don't remember exactly, but you guys are familiar <laughs> with <laughs> princess Diana, right? Oh yes. yeah. She, yeah. Remember. <laughs> she she might've died before we were born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I was in like uh, middle school, maybe high school. I don't even remember. But anyway, I digress. The, The reason I bring her up is one of the things that she did that I find absolutely brilliant from a marketing perspective and from a social responsibility perspective is she was kind of the first major celebrity that paparazzi swarmed on a regular basis and and wanted to take pictures of her all the time. And because of that, you know, instead of becoming a recluse or shutting herself in, she decided she was going to use that power to spread global awareness of major issues. So she was she was one of, if not the first celebrity ever, to go shake hands with and hug a man with AIDS. And this was when AIDS was... You know, nobody understood it. The the assumption was if somebody had AIDS, they they might as well have been the Black Plague. You know, she was one of the ones that was trying to raise awareness about what this illness is and how, you know, these are still people. It was a very compassionate thing. She would take the paparazzi with her to go to orphanages and to, you know, third world countries where she would donate food. And it was all about raising awareness um, for causes that she believed in she figured, you know, if these guys are going to be following me anyway, I might as well make sure that they're catching something the world needs to be aware of. And I thought that was such a cool approach. Now, the reason I bring that up to you guys is that as, I mean, you're, I I don't know if I would go so far as to use this term because I don't know how you feel about it, but you're, you're kind of an influencer on social media just based on purely on your audience size. Um, Even if it's a micro influencer, I think that you would probably qualify on Twitter and on Instagram as an influencer to an extent that being said, you guys are now exploring TikTok and TikTok has that younger generation on it. So maybe some of the videos that you could create for TikTok are, you know, 60 second recipes or healthy recipes or, or really yummy snacks that are really quick that you can make your mom make or something like that or challenges, you know, and it's, it'd be videos geared that are not condescendingly geared specifically toward raising awareness of healthy eating choices, healthy eating habits and easy exercises that kids can do. To become, you know, more health conscious, health aware. I think you have that opportunity, and the best part is, not only will that—I know your target audience is is gear, you know, gears higher, but I've always said that kids control mom and dad's wallet. <laughs> <It's>
1: true.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and especially when it comes to shopping, especially when it comes to groceries, especially when it comes to anything consumer related. So, you know, if you come up with this really cool, very healthy very tasty snack, and then show yourself preparing it over a 60 second video. And even if it's really, really edited, you know, throw together the ingredients, whatever. That's the kind of opportunity to reach tons and tons of kids. And by proxy, tons and tons of adults. Um, That was the first idea that came to mind. The second idea that came to mind, you mentioned that you guys would love to do some traveling. If you travel to a place that is a little more impoverished or something along those lines, you know, bringing a camera and going through and and showing how you're interacting with these people and what you're doing to help these people, that would be very cool. But one thing that would go even further than that is to try out new cuisines, especially people who are physically healthier, um, whether it be in India or wherever you end up going. And, And maybe it's stuff that Americans wouldn't necessarily eat, but then you break down in a separate thing, Why? what are the fundamentals of why this is a healthier choice and what is it that they're eating and how that might relate to a more uh, typically American or European food? Does that make sense? Those
1: are both great ideas. You
0: definitely had me at food. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't know this, Cassie. Well, maybe you do if you've listened to any of the podcasts, but I can't turn my marketing brain off. It does not shut off. (laughs)
1: But it's great. I mean, I I can hear and feel your passion and the fact that you're sharing these awesome ideas is, um, amazing. I mean, you obviously have such a knack for it and, um, we're loving it. So thank you.
0: My pleasure. And I, I, I mean this wholeheartedly, if there's anything I can do to help you on your journey, I'm here. I mean, it sounds like you've got a really, really cool, and really good grasp of, of the digital world and, and the marketing aspect. And, um, I think that's a great asset to have for, for A e. training in general. Um, and I, I can't wait to see where where the company goes um so i'm going to kind of shift gears yet again and this one is kind of an interesting thing i don't know if you guys have been following this but a california court recently ruled that college athletes can now accept um can now accept uh not promotions but um what are those called where you where you um ah help me out like uh, they they can like accept sponsorships for their likeness yeah, or yeah yes. Yeah, can you tell money doesn't matter to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for the longest time, I know that that is why NBA 2K, the video game NBA 2K, that's why it, not NBA, um, the NCAA. NCAA. Yeah. Yeah. The reason that that game disappeared was because the athletes were very frustrated that these companies were making millions and millions and millions, if not billions of dollars on their likeness and they weren't getting anything for it and legally at the time they couldn't. So I think this represents a very major shift um, in the potential for um, college level athletes to make a lot of money, not have to worry about student loans or even scholarships as much because they can get these different deals. They can get an agent, that sort of thing. And and who knows what that would line up. So I'm very, very interested in your unique perspective as a former uh, successful college athlete. um, Where's your head on all that? Yeah, so there's there's a lot of layers to this um, but there's
2: there's two maybe three that I'm most interested in um, one is so these the, the athletes that are gonna get paid for their likeness um, there's really kind of two categories of it there's your you know your higher end like really just football basketball players um, at you know big school so like the quarterback at Ohio State the you know the star basketball player at USC those guys and I feel bad saying this but it isn't gonna be the guys um, you know they have the potential to make millions of dollars a year on endorsements but everyone else on their team does not um so it's mm-hmm. i i think people see this as well now now every college athlete is going to be a millionaire no no chance um but then yeah. you look at like a maybe a small division three your, your your local school or even you know your your ellsworth community college in in iowa you know a local car dealership could could you know give a sponsorship to a kid to come be in their commercial and maybe that kid can make some good money um so there's there's I like that there's going to be you know opportunities and I you know, I'll just say this at the NCAA and the history of the NCAA is one of the only businesses that's gotten away with for so long having employees and not paying them to me that makes no sense it's about a you know I have to, I'm yeah, I'm not even gonna it it's all it's all bad but at the same time I think um, you know this isn't going to be the final answer it's it's just one layer to it um, you know I'll, I'm I'm really interested to see how this this plays out with the intertwining of title nine, which is one of the major parts of title nine is that schools must offer the same. I want to say number of sports, but also I think scholarships to male and female a- athletes. Um, so mm-hmm. if all of a sudden, th- so a lot of the men's sports are the ones that are generating revenue. Um, if, if you're paying some athletes, but not others, I, I don't know how that's going to work with title nine. Um, you know, and again, this isn't the schools paying anyone. It's, it's these kids being able to get sponsorships, but you know, and I've heard things talk, you know, thrown out there where, you know, now these kids are getting paid. Are they going to get taxed on that? Are they going to get taxed on their scholarships? Well, then you get, then do you tax kids on scholarships that are on academic scholarships? I mean, there's, there's just going to be so many layers to this. And it's, I truthfully, I'm, I'm almost glad I'm not caught up in it because it's, you know, a lot is going to happen in the next few years. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I truly just I I loved playing the game and I I had a lot of fun with it. And, you know, I got to get a little money towards school and that was all great by me. Um, But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I I guess it's kind of I don't even know how much of an opinion I have. It's I I think it's just sitting back, analyzing it and
0: almost kind of enjoying watching it is where I'm at. Yeah, you, you bring up some really good points there. Keep in mind, I mean, if I don't know a lot about Title IX personally, I was lucky enough that I was able to make it through Iowa State University um, on on um, scholarships myself. But a lot of that was because I was, A, a non-traditional student, and, B, um, a first-generation student, and, C, I got good grades. But <laughs> the uh, the thing is, you know, if Title IX only applies toward Um, scholarships, then, then this may not even affect that because this would technically be employment and, and income, right? I mean, if, if somebody's sponsoring you, they're, or paying, um, endorsing, that's what I'm looking for. If they're, if they're endorsing you, then they're paying you to represent whatever their product or service is. Um, I mean, it's, what I think will also be interesting, and I don't know if it'll go this way or not, but, you know, if, if it, plays out similarly to how the NBA and NFL are, um, then it might be okay, because they've had years to fine tune that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you have to worry too much about sexual discrimination um, because it's not necessarily scholarship related. You know, I guess it d- kind of depends on how they qualify it. If they qualify it as a scholarship, then yeah, it could be a problem. If they qualify it as separate income, then, yeah, that's probably, A, it's going to get taxed, and B, you know, I, it won't really have any effect on the, the Title IX stuff. That's, that's well, just I, my you – know.
2: I think the tricky thing there, though, is with this you – know, so let's, let's say this goes into effect, and it's – you know what, even if everyone agrees on it, it's not going to go into effect for a few, few years, but let's say it does. The NCAA is going to lose revenue over this because there's oh,
0: – yeah.
2: there are things – I mean, they're basically selling all these athletes' likenesses without the athlete's permission. So the NCA will yep. lose revenue – and on the back end, there are schools that won't be able to fund sports because of this. And then at that point, I think it will become a Title IX issue because what sports do you cut? And if it and if you have to do a one for one, it's going to get interesting. I mean, I, I and again, there are so many layers to this, and that I mean that is like one of a thousand, if not more.
0: That's a really really interesting point and I'm glad you bring that up. One of the things that Iowa State University is known for is their college football and basketball and it's it's funny cuz they you know they have this massive massive stadium um and the Jack Trice Stadium and they have you know all all of the attention is there whenever it's the Cyclones game and things like that and, and but what's really funny about it is that that's not even where the majority of the school's funding comes from. The university's funding in that case comes from, it's a research facility. In fact, the um, the USDA has a research uh, building on campus that students actually work for the government and do research on things. So it, it's, and, and that's just one of them. I think the CDC has one too. So they have, they. I think, so the current uh, president or dean, I'm not sure, the, yeah, the current president of the University of, of Iowa State University, I think that one of the biggest reasons that she got that role was because she was a dean of, uh, I want to say agriculture, but she was able to raise three billion dollars worth of funding for her college. And so that <laughs> that, that can yeah. sway a decision as the next president should be. And so, <laughs> you know, I think that that's, that's an interesting thing that is often overlooked is that, yes, there's uh, shit tons of money that go into um, the sports side of things that the academics a lot of time bring in way 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 more money and, and people don 't even realize it
2: I think this is probably the first step in slowly lifting away the veil that is covering the back end of college athletics and colleges in general because I, this could even open a, you know even beyond college athletics, this could open a conversation for you know the true value of a college education i mean because I, I know I know friends of mine that are six figures in debt. And I'm telling you right now, third degree was not worth that. So, I mean, that's, and I, I am also in the boat that I, you know, I think, I think you sleep in the bed you make, you know, you made the decision to go to that out of state private school with no financial aid. I mean, I, I think you probably, you, you owe those loans in my opinion, but um, you know, that was just a bad decision. But I also don't think that maybe that decision should even be on the table for someone. You know, it's just, you know, you, you gotta, you, you have a degree that you owe $200,000 on where you're, where your potential earning is like $35,000 a year. That doesn't make any sense.
0: And you can't claim it in bankruptcy. And you know what I mean? There's so many, you're stuck with that debt until you die.
2: I mean, in theory, you can claim the write-off for anything you pay, but that's, I mean, that's kind of a, I don't know. There's, I, I, but I I really think this, this conversation with college athletics is going to become such a bigger conversation that, that this is like, this is like a baby step into, what is going to become a marathon.
0: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. You know what I mean? We could dive down. <laughs> There's a reason the show is called the deep gripping reality. <laughs> we could take a deep dive down that road, or we could also take a deep dive down the, the road of the value of college education. I mean, I think that um, if you think about it, you're selling, they're selling a service, right? There's no tangible other than that piece of paper that they give you at the end. There's nothing tangible that you walk out of every class with except for the notes that you take and the experience that you have and the networking that you do. So, you know, I think it, it all depends. You you get what you put in where you are is exactly, you know, reflective of the effort you put forth while you're there, like anything in life. But um, yeah, I mean, you, if you have a class where the teacher doesn't give a damn and they're more worried about whatever they're researching. Um, it, it definitely feels like an absolute waste of money and you can't get a refund on that. So it's uh, it's, it's a definitely an interesting conversation. I think also another thing that's worth looking at too, is that, Whole standardized testing thing one of my fa- some of my favorite classes were the ones where they're like you know we want to make sure you understand the core concepts so rather than giving you a scantron what we're going to do is give you five essay questions you pick three and write Ooh. short answer essays and Ooh. i actually love those because it gave me a better chance i could pick the things that i really knew a lot about and go to town versus <laughs> you know getting yeah, no, confused. I was, more valuable.
2: yeah sure. I, I i i'm with you in that i think those are probably much more valuable um, whereas I was, I was in the other boat though. I, I'm team Scantron. I, you, know, I, you give me a test that I didn't study for. And if it's Scantron, I like my odds.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got a fourth of a I chance mean, that you're going to get it. Right I, in
2: time. I can't guess on an essay. So
0: <laughs> that's a really good point. You know, the simple solution, Trevor, is study. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh yeah, I guess I'm hmm. with you there. I always forgot about that part. <laughs>
0: that is possible you can do that and and on that note i think that having (laughs) this is a vital thing study buddies save lives (laughs) i'm just saying like if you have a good study buddy oh my god because they can give you a different perspective that you never even thought about i mean that's how we survived a calculus class i had to take having not done any algebra in like 20 years it was ridiculous so i yeah i feel you there but um that's what I love about having you on the show. I know we've only, you've been on twice now and both times it, it seems like wherever we go, it's insanely interesting and insightful. And I really appreciate you taking the time out of your guys. Like you guys said, you have a busy schedule, so I appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me. Um, I think that uh, my listeners hopefully will find as much value as, as you say that you guys do. Um, and uh, again, if there's anything can do, let me know. Do you have any other things that you'd like to share with my audience?
2: Well, first we we do really appreciate you having us, and I know last time, uh, you know, when I was when I was on your show, I I remember leaving just having so many different ideas and directions I wanted to go, and I had a full page of notes, and I, I remember t- telling Cassie, you know, we we might be busy, but you gotta you got you gotta get on the show because um, I just the way I felt after and all the thoughts I had um, I don't know, I really I really wanted that for her um. But you know, any, Cassie, anything you want to share to anyone listening?
1: Um, Honestly, I would want to say that I appreciate you. Um, and we are the same and wanting to help. So if there's anything we can do for you, anything we can do for anyone, really, even if it's not paid, uh, we're here to help. We, we really want to make that difference in everyone's lives, including yours, in any way that we can. So um, thank you for everything. <laughs>
0: Thank you. All I ask is that you share the show, let people know if, and hopefully they'll get the same warm fuzzies that you guys do. Um, you have a much larger audience than I, but I think that we both have very valuable messages and uh, God bless LinkedIn for that one. I did have one more <laughs> question. Actually, I just thought of this too. And I was going to, I had written it down and then I lost a piece of paper. Um, Cassie, kind of the, the digital marketing side and the marketing side and the PR side of the business. Um, and you know, actually either of you can weigh in on this. What would you say is one of the biggest pieces of advice that you can offer to, um, couples or best friends or anybody who is personally in a relationship with someone they want to go into business with? What's the one or or a couple pieces of advice that you have that you wish you could have told yourselves, um, earlier?
1: It all comes back to communication. I think you know, really, truly overdoing it and setting goals, um, talking about what the plan is beforehand, because um, that's one thing we really, you know, we just sat down and decided, okay, we're just going to work really hard. And then we, you know, two weeks later had to take a step back and go, wait a second. Yeah, I
2: think we were um, we were almost working in different directions, because uh, yeah. we we really hadn't like synced up really, bad. I think for two weeks straight, we, we woke up, we worked, we went to bed. Um, and it was I mean we legitimately worked in like two different directions and when we synced up it was like wait I thought we were going to do this and and she's like no I thought we were doing this and I was like okay let's do this differently.
1: So you can work hard but without communication I think anything relationships business if you don't put your brains together it's really not going to work and talking through what you value uh, what you can value together and how you can make things happen is
0: super important.
2: So communication one A, and then I'd say one B is
0: organization. Nice having a plan. I think is is kind of what you're getting at is make sure you guys have a a plan of attack and that you play to each other's strengths and and really talk it through. Is that what you're kind of getting at? No yeah, doubt. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. I think that's great advice, and that's a that's a great. Uh, I think that's a pretty great point to end our conversation on. Thanks again for being on, and and um, again, like if you guys, I know you guys can't get into it. I get that. And I respect that. But Trevor was hinting that you guys have a really cool project that you might be working on when you guys are ready to unveil that. If you want to come on the show and talk about it, I would love to give you guys a platform to, to uh, share whatever this exciting direction you guys are going in is.
2: Awesome.
0: Yeah. We'll do it. And I think that's, <laughs>
2: that's actually such a valuable opportunity because I think this will be something that probably will need a little bit of explaining. So.
0: Very cool. So Very cool. Have you guys given any thought to my idea for a, the the for a podcast for the two of you?
2: You know, I was so this week I've been going to the gym in the afternoon. I was just thinking I might I might start recording something. I'm gonna drive over to the gym, kind of like you do on the way to work. Um, my drive's a little shorter, but um, you know that might be all the brain power I've got before the gym. So because once I get there, I lock in. <laughs> but um, no, I, I I do think it is going to be something I do. I, I had a a handful of people message me saying they. would they they would listen to it or they wanted you know something and i I, again i think it's just another touch point another uh and another great way to add
0: value to people's lives and if the demand's there you can't ignore it it's true this this is something on the back end that i don't think anybody really knows because i've never talked about it on the show before um one of the ways that anchor works and i'm sure other podcasts do it the same way but if you go the route that i did and you want to do the poor, <laughs> the poor man's very gary v content model uh one of the things that that i love about anchor is that you can record the segments as long or as short as you want to so if you just have a really cool random thought that you want to throw in you just hit the record button it saves it in your library you you title it, whatever you want. And then you can always go back later and add background music or add it to a specific episode or a new episode. So you can kind of Frankenstein together a show that way if you want to, without having to spend too much time, um, you know, worried that you're you're not creating something valuable because if you don't like it, you just delete that segment. So um, I think that might be a good approach, even if you have a short drive to work, getting down some base ideas and then, you know, later fully expanding on them and using those base ideas as introduction it might be a good approach for him. I like that. So I think that's very cool. I think that's awesome. Well, I think I've taken a ton of your guys' time and um <laughs> again thank you very much. If you want to give out your uh, the address of your website and your social media now's a good time to do it. So the website is trevor raycom and that's
2: Trevor spelled normal and then last is ray r e a.com. Um, my social is at trevor underscore ray for instagram twitter TikTok. um our facebook group is at ray trevor um and then my snapchat is trevor ray 12 um cassie let's see if i can do yours off the top of my head your instagram is cassie k-a-s-s-i-e herrera um what else do you have uh and linkedin is at
1: right now i'm mainly working on his together yeah
2: So, I mean, it's 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 my social pages, and then her Instagram is where you're going to see the bulk of the the workout content and the nutrition content. So that was and that was TikTok. the and now TikTok. That was the least smooth plug I think I've ever done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write down and work on it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Well, you guys have my contact info, so if you want to be back on the show when you're ready to announce something, or you just have something you want to chat about, or get some insight, feel free to reach out. In the meantime, you guys heard him reach out to to Trevor A Training. I think fantastic opportunity these guys really do want to help you improve your life on so many different levels and and have really fair pricing to do it so please check them out and uh, until next time dig deep my friends and thank you guests for being on the show thank
1: Thank you for having us
0: take care Bye. So there you have it, folks. We have Trevor and Cassie Ray from, well, Trevor and Cassie from Trevor Ray Training, um, the online digital personal trainer company. Um, These guys, you know, they're rock stars, and they are destined for greatness, and I think that they're... The con- their, their relationship and their business is a testament to what compassion and caring can do. And I really expect, I mean, they've already been wildly successful, but you got to check out their website. It's trevor ray training.com. Um, it's really cool. It offers a lot of really like free resources for you to check out and as well as, as get the opportunity to hire Trevor. Now, um, you know, I got to tell you, he's pretty exclusive. So he may or may not have space for his clientele. Um, if you want to know more about that, make sure you go back and listen to the episode um, from earlier. It's about three or four episodes back, and I believe it was entitled um, Trevor Ray, Your Dreams Don't Work Unless You Do. So that, my friends, this episode has been a true pleasure for me, one of my favorite interviews that I've done, right up there with when I interviewed my wife and um, Kim Robinson from Deep 2 d Training. Um And that's what it's about, is, uh, you know, partners in love and business. So until next time, dig deep, my friends. By the way, if you've enjoyed this episode of Deep Gripping Reality, please do me a favor. Share it with your friends. If you found any value in this content whatsoever, share it so that other people can gain the same value that you did. I appreciate it and I'm sure they will too. And by the way, if you do like what you're hearing here, if you want to see all kinds of interesting visual and um, and textual uh, experiences and um, tips and tricks about social media, digital marketing, SEO, all kinds of fun stuff like that, do me a favor. Look me up. I'm on uh, Instagram at TDGR podcast or also on TikTok and Spotify and Uh, Wow, where else? I'm also on Twitter and I'm on Facebook. So I'm on all of the fun socials. Uh, Do me a favor. Look me up. Follow me. Share me. Let the world know about the value that you found in this show. And let me know. Send me a comment on any of the platforms. I'd be happy to start a dialogue and maybe I'll even feature you on the show. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, let me know. Thanks a lot. And until next time, dig deep, my friends.